Welcome and thank you for listening to the Okuo Church Podcast. We exist so that people will be in community with Jesus and one another. We'll do that by listening to God, loving people, leading by empowering others, and linking to our community. We hope you enjoy it. Hello, Okuo. It's great to be back with you once again. And this week we are back in our series that's called Back to the Beginning. Yeah, a lot, a lot of backs right there. Back, back, back. Now, to start the year off, we shared the word that God wanted us to learn about and live by, which is sturdy. And we have been talking about this idea of being sturdy all year long. No matter what series we were in, no matter what uh, uh, service we might have been in, we have been talking about sturdy. And to be sturdy, we will need to make sure that we are first built on the right foundation. Because it doesn't matter how well we are put together, how well all the stuff up top is doing if the foundation is bad. And we see Jesus talk about this exact concept in a parable. Here's what he said. Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Though the rains come in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish, like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rains and floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. So all year long, we have learned to be sturdy, which is really simple. We just build on Jesus. He's the one that we lean our entire lives on. So the first step to being sturdy, like I said, you start at the bottom. You start with the foundation, understanding who Jesus was while he was on the earth and who he is now in our lives. That was the beginning of our year. So in this series, which we're calling Back to the Beginning, like I said a minute ago, we will be doing the exact same thing here that we did in the original series at the beginning of the year, which was called The Beginning, and we're, which is going to be going through the accounts of Jesus's life. Now we're going to be doing things a little bit differently than we did at the beginning of the year, because at the beginning of the year we focused almost exclusively on the book, the, the account of Jesus's life, as told by his friend John. This time we're going to be going through different accounts and pulling stories out that we didn't necessarily share the first time. Now, right now I want to tell you a story that I've shared before in my life, but it definitely connects to the day. So as some of you may know, years ago I was working in television as a sportscaster, and it was my childhood dream to do this, and I had worked so hard to get there, but it wasn't right. I could feel it going into the office, it just didn't feel like the right thing. So I asked God, I said, what should I do? So in that moment, when I asked him, what should I do? I understood that God was telling me to do one thing. I could like hear this idea echoing in my head over and over and over again. It was quit your job. And it actually took me an entire year to finally put in my notice that I was going to leave. And every time that I prayed, I keep on hearing God say, quit your job, quit your job. And during that time, my satisfaction for my job and my life in general got worse and worse and worse. And in the last few days I had a job with the TV station, I went to go get tacos with a friend of mine and he told him what was going on and he invited me to go hang out with him for a while uh, while I was in between things. And it was through that friend and in that invitation that I started doing contract video work at City Church on Bandera Road. And it was through that breakfast that I got connected to working at City Church downtown, which would eventually change their name to City Tribe. Now, when I got to City Tribe, it was on a purely contract basis. Sometimes there would be work for me, 
Other times there wouldn't be. I never knew what I could depend on to make sure that I was getting paid, you know, like that we were making sure that bills were getting paid for. And in spite of feeling like God had called me to be in that place, I decided I knew better. I ventured out and tried to dip my toes back into television. I made a few calls, sent a resume on a job opening here in town. It was going to be a better position than I had before when I left, with more airtime and more money than what I was making when I left television. The manager hiring for the spot wanted me. We had conversations. He wanted me to have the position. It all happened so easily. But there was something calling me away from the safety of a nice paycheck in an industry that I'd put years of blood, sweat, and tears into. I needed to know that if this job was going to be a good thing, this job in television was going to be a good thing or a God thing. So I went back to God again. And this time I didn't get a word or a phrase, but I just had this overwhelming understanding that I shouldn't take the job. Because I knew, well actually, because I was learning that I was created for something different. And the same thing goes for all of us. Now the vast majority of us won't get called into vocational ministry, but we all have a part that we are supposed to be playing in our families, our workplaces, our communities, and even here at Akuo. You have a role and a purpose in all of those places. And the faster you can follow the call that has been given to you in all of those different places, the better things will get for you in all of those areas in your life. Now, sometimes with these things, we will be called from a good thing and we will get called into a God thing. And we actually see this, this in play in the life of Jesus. So the account of Jesus' life uh, that we're going to be going through today was recorded by the physician, historian, and apostle Luke. Now, it's, it's important to remember that Luke was not there for these scenes that he writes about, but he did follow the highest standards that a typical Roman biographer would hold fast to. As a matter of fact, what we're going to be reading through today, most scholars believe that he got these stories from Mary herself amongst other people. Now, when it comes to the life of Jesus, Luke followed a traditional way of setting his life up. Luke was writing this for a predominantly Greek audience, so he continued in a biographical fashion that they would have been used to. So Luke starts the account of Jesus' life with a combination of his birth, family, and childhood stories to point to Jesus' future, to point to Jesus' actual purpose. Essentially, in the early stories, Luke is helping set the stage for the life that Jesus is going to follow through with. So the, in the account we are reading through today, we're going to see one of those childhood stories in action. Now, if you want to follow along with us on your own, we'll be in Luke chapter 2. So you can get your Bible out if you'd like, or you can just follow along on the screen. Here's what Luke wrote. Every year, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the Passover festival. When Jesus was 12 years old, they attended the festival as usual. After the celebration was over, they started home to Nazareth, but Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. His parents didn't miss him at first because they assumed he was among the other travelers. But when he didn't show up that evening, they started looking for him among their relatives and their friends. Once again, we find ourselves in a story of Jesus and Passover. Remember, the Passover festival is a celebration of how God saved the Jewish people while they were living as slaves in the nation of Egypt. They celebrate the story of God's wrath passing over his people. 
Jewish people from all over would make the trek to Jerusalem to celebrate Passover. Jewish men were required to go to Jerusalem three times each year, all of them for festivals. The festival of Pentecost, Tabernacles, and what we're talking about today, Passover. The ladies did not have the same level of requirement to attend all three, but most families would all travel to the Passover festival. It was the biggest one by far of each and every year. Now, when they got to Jerusalem, folks wouldn't just go anywhere in the city. They specifically traveled there to go to the temple, which is the place of Jewish worship. Now, one interesting tidbit that you find in the scripture is that Luke reports that Jesus's family left for their home in Nazareth after the celebration was over, which doesn't sound like a huge deal, but you gotta know that the Passover festival wasn't just like one little event, right? It wasn't just a couple of hours. Even though Passover is only actually one day that culminates with a huge feast, the festival in general lasts for eight days. And a lot of people would only stay for that one day and that feast and then go back home. But only the most pious and the most dedicated would stay for the entirety of the festival to participate in all the events. And so that's Mary, Joseph, and Jesus. They all stay. Now, once the festival ends, Mary, Joseph, and Jesus start heading back, but Jesus calls an audible and decides to stay back in the city. And it says his parents didn't miss him at first, which sounds like they're neglectful parents, but that's, that's not it. They are not neglectful parents. The way that this works is that normally they would travel in groups of friends and family, the, a big caravan. So they probably assumed that maybe some other adults had an eye on Jesus. Also, Jesus is 12 at this point. So they probably assumed that Jesus knows well enough to not just like leave the group without telling anyone. But they were wrong about that. And on top of all this, in these caravans, the men would walk with the men and the women would walk with the women. So there might be a pretty good chance that like, Joseph thought Mary had Jesus and Mary thought Joseph had Jesus. So, you know, they're like, oh yeah, he's got him. It's all good. Then the other part of this is that Jesus chose to stay behind. It's not like he accidentally got lost. He wanted to stay in Jerusalem, so he did. But where did he go? Where could Jesus be? Let's keep reading in what Luke reports. When they couldn't find him, they went back to Jerusalem to search for him there. Three days later, they finally discovered Jesus in the temple, sitting among the religious teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. All who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. So Joseph and Mary leave the caravan and have to walk back an entire day to get back to Jerusalem. Then they get into the city and they start searching for him. Day two is down. And then on the third day, they discover where Jesus is at. Now, before we, we talk about where Jesus was at, let me dive into a detail real quick. Do y'all see some of the foreshadowing happening here in this section? Joseph and Mary find Jesus on the third day. He was lost. People that loved him were sad, scared, and probably a little angry. But then on the third day, Jesus reappeared. Cool, this is a direct allusion to what happens after Jesus dies, after he lays his life down. On the third day, he came back to life. So I just wanted to point that out real quick. So Joseph and Mary are, are there looking for Jesus, and you know, I wonder how that search went. They probably hit up like all the places that a normal 12-year-old boy would go in that time. You know, maybe a sports complex or a park, a shop, the arcade, you know, the roller coaster theme park. 
probably not the last two, but you get the idea. They eventually find Jesus in the temple after an entire day of looking for him unsuccessfully. And when it comes to the temple, remember, this is the one place in the world where God's presence was guaranteed. There was a spot inside of that temple in the very, very back behind curtains and all kinds of stuff where the Spirit of God, the Father, was regularly hanging out with, for the priest to, to interact with. And what's really funny to me is that the priests were there to hang out with God and each other, and it turns out they were having an actual conversation with God in the flesh, a 12-year-old Jesus. Now, in their culture, kids that age were encouraged to ask questions of their rabbis. They were supposed to be learning all that they could about God during that part of their lives. That was an important. So Jesus was no different in that sense. Now, we see that he's asking questions, right? We see that he's listening to the teachers, but there is one thing that sets Jesus apart from most of the 12-year-old boys that these rabbis and these teachers had come across. It was his understanding of the conversation. Jesus was able to comprehend the level of conversation that these priests and teachers were having about God. He was able to understand it so much that Jesus was actually able to come to, with answers of his own. And those answers amazed the teachers. The fact that this young man could hang with them was beyond their own comprehension. At this moment, though, there were some other adults that maybe Jesus should have been thinking about because they were also amazed at what Jesus was able to do, but not in a positive manner. His parents still had something to say. Let's see how Luke recorded this. His parents didn't know what to think. Son, his mother said to him, why have you done this to us? Your father and I have been frantic, searching for you everywhere. But why did you need to search, he asked. Didn't you know that I must be in my father's house? But they didn't understand what he meant. So here's Mary. She's been on the lookout for her oldest son for days now. And she finds him in the temple, hanging out with the teachers, the rabbis. So she does what any mother would do in this situation. She's like, where have you been? We have been worried sick over you for the last three days. Now, as a parent, I totally get this. I understand what it's like to lose a kid. There was one time that I was at Walmart with my son Jude. He was probably like three or four years old, and we were looking to get some, some like uh, of those in-ear things because we were going to go to a monster truck thing. So we were looking for those, and, and while, while we were looking, he just ran off. And, and, and I saw where he was going, and I was able to chase him down and bring him back. And I'm like, son, please, just stay here with me. And he's like, all right. So I go back to looking to pick out the thing that we're going to buy. And I'm like, hey, what do you think of this? And I turned, and he was gone. And so that time, I didn't see him at all. I didn't even know he had left. So at that point, I just like start running around the aisles and just looking back and forth. And I can't find him anywhere. And I, I see an employee and I'm like, hey, my son's missing. Like he just left and here's what he's wearing. Here's what he looks like. And they made a call over the walkie talkies. And what was probably less than five minutes, but felt like an eternity, somebody radioed back that they found him. He was halfway across the store. And when I got over there, he was just crying. And I hugged him. And then once I realized he was okay, I was like, why did you leave me? And he was like, well, I was playing hide and seek with you and I, I just got lost. Now in their situation, Jesus isn't broken up. 
that he was separated from his parents. After his mom asks why Jesus did that to him, he actually answers back with questions of his own, which are, are actually the first direct quotes that Luke writes from Jesus. So Jesus asks, why did you need to search? Why are you looking for me? Didn't you know that I would be in my father's house, that I must be in my father's house? Jesus' parents didn't fully grasp what Jesus was telling them in that moment. What Jesus was telling them was that he understood his purpose already. Even though it was good for him to be with Joseph and Mary, ultimately, he needed to be with God the Father. Jesus knew what he was supposed to do on this earth, leave his earthly parents to do the will of God the Father. Even at the age of 12, Jesus knew where he needed to go. Jesus knew that he was going to have a life of educating the people of Israel in the ways of God. He knew that his days were numbered, and he needed to get started as soon as possible. In the question he asked back to Mary, he says that he must be in his father's house. This wasn't a matter of choice for Jesus. This was a matter of understanding his purpose. This was a matter of understanding the will of God the Father. Akuo, this is where we need to be in our lives. For me, I got to look my purpose right in the eye. I had two paths to take, the one with the money and the logic, or the one without the money, <laughs> the illogical path, the one working for a church. In the end, I understood my purpose, which just so you know, it isn't to be a pastor. It's not to be a guy that preaches. It's to be someone that listens to God and follows him in the best way possible. It's to be someone that follows the will of God before I follow anyone else's will, including my own. Akuel, that's our first purpose, to follow God's will for our lives. Now, here's the fun thing about God. He wants his will to come to pass. He wants his plans to work out. So if you ask him what his will is for you, then he'll give it to you. He wants his will to pass. Now, if, now you might have to push a, a lot of stuff aside, right? You're going to have to push your own will aside. You're going to have to push all your worries out of the way. You're going to have to push out all of the noise on the outside and everybody's opinions on everything. But when you can do that, I promise you that God will move you in the right direction. And it doesn't have to be anything huge. You don't have to like have him walk you through the next 10 years of your life. It could just be about today or like the next hour or the next couple of minutes. Lord, God, what's your purpose for me in my life? Now, for some of us, we need to take the first step in accepting God's will for our lives. And that's believing in him. Some of us listening right now might not even have that. And if that's you, and you're not sure if you're a believer and you're listening to this, I just want to appreciate your interest in what we are talking about here today. Now, if you're listening right now and you want to begin to understand what the creator of the universe has purposed for you, all you have to do is simply believe. Believe that Jesus is who he says he was, the Son of God, the perfect lamb sacrificed for all the things that you've done wrong in your life to make you right with God, to make you righteous and whole again. So what I would like to do is lead you in a conversation with Jesus, which we'd call a prayer. 
Now, in this prayer, you will just simply confirm that you trust and have faith in Jesus. Now, what I want you to do right now is, is lead you in that conversation. I'll ask the rest of the Akuo community to pray along with you because here at Akuo Church, no one ever has to pray alone. You always have a community there to pray with you. So if you want to confirm your belief in Jesus, just go ahead and say this between you and him. Just, you don't have to say it out loud. You can whisper it under your breath. You can just have like a mental conversation with you and Jesus. But just between you and him, just say, Jesus, I believe. I believe in you and what you did here on this earth. Today, the best way I know how, I give you my life. Amen. Now for the rest of us believers, whether you've believed in Jesus for the last five seconds or the last five decades, I want to lead you in something as well. Y'all, our name is Akuo for a reason. Akuo means to listen. So we want to make sure that we are listening to God every single chance we get. Now because of that, I want you to ask God a question. And then after you ask that question, I'm going to give you a minute. We're going to put a clock up on the, on the screen that's going to allow you to a little bit of time to hear from God. Now, if you need some more time, if, if I come back before you're done talking to him, pause this and keep listening. Also, you might be in a place where you feel distracted or you're in a spot where you like can't just stop and listen to God. That's okay. This is a time where we are helping train you up to figure out how you can do that at a later time. Okay, so there is one question, but it's a big one. And I want you to ask God this. Just ask, just say, God, what is my purpose? I'll come back in a minute to finish out the prayer. Jesus, thank you for everything you have done for us. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for laying your life down for me, for us. Thank you for coming back, raising from the dead for us. Help us build our lives on you, Jesus. Help us see what you have planned out for us. Help us run after that as fast as we can. Help us push away every single distraction that will keep us from following your purpose for us in our lives. Thank you for everything, Jesus. We love you. And we pray all of these things in your holy and mighty and awesome and wonderful name. Amen.
All right, y'all, thank y'all so much for being a part of this today. Before we go, there are a few things I'd like to share with you. First off, if you feel like you have a good idea of what your purpose is based off of the moment we just had, or maybe you've been feeling it for a while and you're like, I, I just gotta do something with this. I, let me know. I would love to help you realize what it is that God is calling you to do. So to do that, just email me at humby.sedvera at akuo.church and we will figure out a way for you to live out your purpose. Now we also have some events coming up over the next few weeks that are all related to us linking to our community. The first one is happening next week. On November the 20th, we have recently connected with our friends next door at the Sorrento, which are senior affordable apartments, and they said they are going to need 30 Thanksgiving meals provided for them this year. So here's what we're gonna do. The church is going to be buying turkeys for those 30 folks, for those 30 meals. So we're gonna be asking you to provide the sides. Now what you're gonna have to do is show up to church, grab a red HEB bag, and it'll have a list of the sides that you need to pick up. Then you're gonna bring them back next Sunday. And then on Monday, we're gonna to go to the Sorrento and hand them all out to all the different families. So if you wanna be a part of any part of that process, just let us know. We'd love to have you hang out with us. Now, we also have one of our members that is leading a huge push for kids here in San Antonio, in the San Antonio area to keep warm this year. Our good friend Marcos Hernandez is helping out with Coats for Kids SA, and their goal is to get 15,000 coats to hand out to kids that need them here in the San Antonio area. These coats can be new or gently used, and we have boxes that are gonna be out here this Sunday and next Sunday, so you can go ahead and drop them off to, so we can get those coats to kids that need it. Now, the one last thing that we're gonna be doing is for the third year in a row, we will be helping out Christian Assistance Ministry with their Christmas store. This is a place that families can go get signed up to get new toys for their kids if they can't afford them. Now, there are other programs like Elf Louise and Blue Santa, uh, but for those, you have to sign up for that months and months ago. There at the Camp Christmas Store, what they do is when families have a need right now, they can help them, whether it's been for months or days. And that's the, the kind of place that we love. That's the kind of place that we want to be connected to and be helping out. So there are a few ways that you can help out with this. First off, CAM has an Amazon and Target wish list online. If you're watching this, we have QR codes on the screen. You can go ahead and just scan that and, and take a look at it. And, and you can order it off of that website through this QR code, and they will automatically get shipped to CAM. The other thing you can do is pick up your toys and bring them here to Akuo on December the 4th. And then we'll go ahead and take them and deliver them to CAM after they're done. Now, the only reason we're able to do any of these things is because of you and your generosity. So if you're someone who is regularly generous or, or even irregularly generous here to Akuo Church, I just wanna thank you so much for what you're doing here and the ways that you are helping us uh, have the ability to link to our community in ways like this. And so thank you, thank you, thank you for your generosity. Now, I don't care how you're doing it, the amount or, or anything like that. What I want you to do is talk to God, ask him how much he wants you to be giving, and then do that. Now, if you aren't sure where to start, one of the many ways that you can express your generosity here at Akuo, it's through the biblical method of generosity called tithing which means giving a first fruit 10% offering to the storehouse, which is your local church. That could be the place that you get started with your generosity uh, travels and your ability to do that. But we do not want this to be a burden for you. 
We want you to do this as a celebration of the relationship that you have with Jesus. This isn't a thing where you give something and God is like obligated to give you something back. This is about doing this to celebrate all the great things that you have received through your relationship with Jesus. And so it's just like giving a little bit back of what Jesus has given to you because you appreciate him so much. Now the celebration of giving might not be a possibility for you right now. Things might be really tough for you and your family, and that's okay. If things are tough for you right now, please allow us to help you out. We want to be linked to you during your tough time. So if you need anything at all, please reach out to us. Or if you know someone that needs some help, let us know. To do that, all you have to do is go to our website, akuo.church, and click on the Contact Us link. You can also send an email to us at help at akuo.church, or you can call or text the church at 210-901-8785, and we will do our best to help you out as soon as we can. Now, if you are willing to give here at Akuo Church, the way you can do that is by going to our website, akuo.church. When you get there, all you have to do is click on the giving link and follow the instructions that you see on the screen. We also have a text to give option. For that, all you have to do is text Akuo and the dollar amount you want to give to the number 77977. Now, if you don't want to give electronically, we also have our PO box available if you would like to send your gift through a check. For that, all you have to do is mail your check to Akuo at PO Box 100-125, San Antonio, Texas, 78201. All right, y'all, that's all that I have for you today. I just want you to know that I love and care and appreciate all of you. And I'm gonna be praying for you all week long. And I know our Akuo team will be praying for you throughout the entire week. Now, before we go, let me just pray one prayer over you and we'll get out of here. So Jesus, I thank you for today. And I pray that as everybody turns off their, their TVs, puts away their phones and their, their tablets, their laptops, Lord, I, I pray that you would continue to be speaking to them. I pray that you would give them all the opportunities for them to see their purpose and then live out their purpose. Jesus, I ask that you would show them the God things in their lives. Not just the good things, but the God things that they need to be doing. Thank you for everything, Jesus. We love you. And we pray all these things in your name. Amen. All right, y'all, that's all that we have for you this week. We will see you at a community group. Thanks for spending time with us today. You can find this message and any recent sermon available on demand at our website, akuo.church. That's A-K-O-U-O dot church. Also, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching Akuo Church. Welcome to the community. We hope to hear from you soon.